Alright, welcome back to Sigma Talks. In today's episode, I want to talk a bit more about marketing specifically and marketing research and just sort of what goes on behind marketing. And I made this distinction before where some people kind of get confused with the idea of what marketing is versus advertising. Advertising is more on the front end of sales and more about reaching a wide diverse or even like targeted uh, people but then marketing is more about understanding the consumers and their interests and your products and sort of like how it solves the problem so you're understanding more of the consumer than you know perhaps your uh, product and in today's podcast episode I want to go through you know the different types of like marketing steps I think there's like 11 or 12 but it's really important that you know these marketing steps are taken especially when doing research and trying to understand your consumers right okay so i i just looked at my notes of things that i learned and took notes on of course but the marketing research process has nine steps and i will create like several podcasts about each step so it'll be like nine episodes but the first marketing step that you must determine is to see if there even is a problem or if it's even needed to do marketing research because sometimes you know all the answers you have is already within your database it's within your cubed database and you can just data mine to understand your consumers and you don't have to do any more research you're just not looking at the information that's in front of you and that's actually one of the four v's in um data i think it's veracity where uh, executives don't even believe their own data that you know it's telling you and people will not want to believe what the data say and this becomes detrimental because then you're holding yourself back and your own company back just because of a you know perhaps ego thing or you just don't you know believe in technology or you're a boomer and because of that and all that stuff so determine if data is needed or determine if marketing research is even needed and see what the data says and if it is needed then you want to move on to the next step the next step is to understand the management problem so this is step two the management problem is more specifically on the company end and not the consumer management problem is exactly what it sounds like management okay so what's going on with the business and what's wrong with it and so i had done a marketing research proposal for whole foods right the grocery store that amazon had uh i'm trying to find the the past tense word of acquisitioned acquisitioned basically they just bought it out and our management problem for whole foods was that consumers viewed whole foods as a much pricier uh retail store compared to other grocery stores and so it focused on Whole Foods, but also included other competitors. It doesn't have to include competitors, but make sure that it definitely includes your own company. Now, the third thing that you must do is to establish and define research objectives. Research objectives are the steps that makes you create a more broader plan into the research proposal process, right? So research objectives is more about understanding what is going to get you to achieve the management problem and each of these steps will build upon each other so step three you know defining the research objectives will help solve uh, the management problem and step four is the research methodology which you know 
answers the research objectives and helps you actually achieve the research objectives. But you want these things to actually solve the underlying problem. So if our management problem was, you know, with Whole Foods being a more pricier uh, retailer compared to other stores, our research objectives included, well, how do people see Whole Foods compared to other retailer stores? And we're not making assumptions that like, oh, perhaps it's pricier. It's just, let's see what consumers think without us being biased and telling them that, you know, we think that they think it's pricier. So you want it to be objective. The other things we wanted to look at was, you know, perhaps like what are some things that you understand about Whole Foods compared to other retailers that they may not have, such as deals and discounts. We also wanted to see if the Amazon acquisition had any changes in the consumer's behavior and feelings with shopping at Whole Foods and why they may choose to shop there or not because of that. And so those were some of our research objectives. And the fourth step, as I said, is to plan the research methodology. This is usually either qualitative and quantitative, and you get even deeper into the fourth step. This is usually kind of like where the longest process goes, um, or especially like step five and even six, you know, those are pretty long. But, you know, in terms of a funnel approach, I would generally suggest that you do both qualitative and quantitative with qualitative first. And this is your focus groups and your IDIs and your ethnographies. This is where you do your surveys and also uh, phone surveys and maybe even mail. There's all sorts of types of surveys that I will get much more in depth into. This is just going to be like a broad overview of like all the steps, but you know, the further episodes, I'll explain each like step that I think is necessary to explain further because there's like, you know, different ways to sample and um, you have probability, non-probability, probability and all that stuff. But so with the research methodology, you know, go qualitative and then quantitative. I generally suggest that you do focus groups, IDIs, and maybe even ethnographies if, you know, you believe that's something necessary. And ethnography is essentially the same thing as a focus group, except, you know, for an individual or a group of family and you're with them in their homes and you see sort of the way that they um, purchase groceries, you know, for the Whole Foods example and why they choose to go to Walmart instead of Whole Foods. And if they go to Whole Foods, you know, you ask them questions why and you probe deeper. Now, the fifth step is to determine the sampling process. And this one is relatively simple. You want to be able to gather a sample from the population that you're going to be surveying. And this is usually either done through a local or global context. It just depends on your marketing research and just sort of how much of a broad reach you want to get. And to determine your uh, sampling process, you have to, there's like a whole nother list of steps too, but to know how many samples you need, you could just go on the internet through like SurveyMonkey or even Quatrics, and you can look at the error, was it the error margin, I think? And then the standard deviation, you also have the sample size, and you also have your confidence level of how accurate you want your research to be. And generally, you only need it to be 90% to 95% for it to be you know, pretty good and accurate with error margins of 5%, but also standard deviations of 0.5. And this will help you get a relatively accurate and confident you know, 
marketing result assuming that you know everything else is non-biased the way you like listed your question and wrote it is non-biased everything will be fine if you know you don't have a 100% or 99% confidence rate and generally when you do the sampling right there's like industry averages and so I think within advertising you want 200 to 300 respondents you want around I think 100 to 200 for surveys but you know generally it varies and the more respondents you get the better the, and this is because of the central limit theorem where the more people you get the closer it will be to the mean distribution of the population n meaning that the more samples you get the more it will start to look like the population and this goes on to like a Pareto distribution kind of curve where let's say the population is 5 million and the mean is like 50 right just for example you have a sample of 200 people and your means like 40 and then you get another 100 now your means like 48 and every time you you know add like another 100 or two it's not like 49 and then 49.2 49.4 and then it just keeps on going but then you're like pretty close anyways and you're at like a 90 percent confidence rate so i hope you understand that um i think that was the easiest way i could describe it <laughs> but the next step and this is the sixth step and it's the data collection forms and with uh, surveys it's much easier because we have software now that will definitely do all the coding for you it's more difficult on the qualitative front because that's where you actually have to code the information that the survey respondents have given to you there are certain keywords that you look for that matches certain questions that you can answer and enter yourself and you kind of have to give a subjective response on open worded questions but we'll get more into that later on number seven is to collect data same thing as the respondents or uh the surveys it's pretty you know self-explanatory there number eight is to analyze the data same thing with the coding oh wait number six was was design the data collection my bad but anyways everything that i said is actually seven and eight so Number nine is the last step, and that's where you write the report and presentation. This is where you're giving the presentation to the executives, the marketing team, and you have to understand who you're presenting to. Some people only like to hear about the executive summaries and the presentation is only like five minutes. Others like to be more thorough, hear about how you research things, but you really want to know your audience and understand that you know there's some things that weigh more than others. For example, if you are presenting to executives, you really just want to give the summary and the recommendations. If you're doing the marketing team, then perhaps, you know, a little bit more of how you did things, why it's accurate, the graphs, the research uh, and how it's you know actually accurate and then the recommendations. So then it turns from five minutes with the executives to actually, you know, being a 20 or 30 minute presentation with the marketing team instead. Now that's all the steps for the marketing research process. I will go more in depth into further episodes because you know there's actually even more stuff with it with like non-probability and probability sampling. You also have ways to code the data and also you know the pro the pros and cons of each one. And so I will get much more deeper into it. But I hope you got something out of this and learn more about the marketing research process. Definitely you want to do this when your brand is struggling with its positioning, but also, you know, perhaps with its uh, pricing or the way that consumers view it. So perception, perhaps the customer journey and, 
if consumers are just having a negative overall view of your brand overall and you really want to create an NPS score at that point for your company and see how likely someone is to recommend your business to another one but always remember to determine if marketing research is needed otherwise you know i hope this has been helpful for you and thank you for listening